Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're watching us from. Uh, welcome to this special program we're having here on blackdoctor.org. Um, you know, I know y'all have seen my face many times here doing a, a myriad of programs on Black Doctor. And one of the things we're always talking about is healing, how we heal the body. We've talked about hypertension, we talk about cholesterol, we talk about cancers and all types of a myriad of health and wellness topics. And then, but one of those things uh, that we, we touch on somewhat, but we don't really touch on it a great deal is the mind and that mental health and what role that plays ultimately in our healing. And so tonight we have a very, very special guest here that's going to talk about her journey to healing, her journey to not only her personal healing, but also helping others heal as well. And so uh, she moved from healthcare to, and her book is about mental health care. And it's a really, really fascinating story. So I want y'all to come on this journey with me as I introduce our guest, Dr. Paulina Van. Welcome to the program, Dr. Van. Well, thank you. And thank you for that lovely introduction. No, it's it's well-deserved. And so I gotta, I gotta give three things for our audience to watch uh, to, Three instructions for our audience. First thing is, I want y'all to let us know where you're watching from. We'd like to know where people are watching from all over the globe. So make sure you drop in the comment section where you're watching from. Number two, if you know somebody that could use this information and talk about being mindful and listening to yourself, and we're going to get into all of that today. If you know somebody could do that, that could use this information, share the show and tag a friend and let them know what we've got going on. And finally, if you have any questions, make sure you put those in the comment section as well. We'd love to have your feedback because this is an interactive show. We want your feedback. So please drop any comments or questions that you have in the comment section. So that's all the particulars. Welcome, Dr. Van. I guess the, the, my first question really is, um, I understand you are a nurse by training. Uh, how did you get into nursing and, and what led you to that field before we even get to what the whole mindfulness of, of the book? Okay. Well, this is something I love to talk about. So I've been a registered nurse for 46 years and I've known that I wanted to be a nurse since I was age 10. My uh, grandmother lived with us and I came home from school one day. She didn't answer. The paramedics went in. She was you know, unconscious, went to the hospital. And back in the 60s, they didn't allow children in the hospital, but I begged and begged and I was allowed to just go to the doorway of her ward. Mm. And uh, I watched how the nurse just cared for my grandmom who was in a coma, um, mm. the way she touched her, the way she um, talked to her. And I said, whatever that is, I want to do that for life. And so that was my only path. Well, I, I'm going to say this. Um, and I, you said 46 years. Was that a was that a slip? Oh no, <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been a nurse since 1975. Wow. Well, well yes. Well, whatever you're whatever you're drinking and and, and eat, let us know that because you look wonderful. Um, and, and it's fabulous. 46 years, wonderful. So you had this wonderful experience as a child that impressed you as from a nurse that just left a lasting impression on you. Yes. So talk to, me about, talk to me about your nursing career. How, how did that progress? Wow. Um, for over the 46 years, most of my time has been spent in administration, either in the hospital, um, in community health, home health, and eventually academia. Mm -hmm. I spent some the first four years clinically, but I always kept up uh, with the practice. And so I've just had a fabulous career. I, I can't think of anything that I would do differently. Hospital, bedside nursing, um, administrator, now professor. I have an earned doctorate, so I conduct research. Uh, so I just, it's been wonderful. And now I've become an author of a book. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of journal articles, but to right. have this major project come to being is pretty, pretty sweet. And that, and that's really what I will, I really kind of want to literally roll up my seeds or figuratively roll up my seeds and get into that because I'm like, you had this wonderful nursing career, right? 46 years, 
You're in nursing, you've reached the pinnacle of your profession. Most people would have been like, I'm good. Like I, I've done that. I've lived a great, wonderful life, you know. But then something changed. Can we talk about what happened right before you that, that led you to writing your book? Absolutely. Um, and I, I love telling this, this story. Um, a, a series of things happened uh, in my life. I, when I think of uh, the most recent, and that would be in 2014, my brother almost died and he was in a coma. And when he woke up from the coma, so he's in the coma about six days. And when he woke up, he looked at me and he said, are you still working the way that you always have? And he thought it was 2004. So we we're mm -hmm. 10 years. And um, it just made, he said, and if you are, you have become your work. And um, mm -hmm. when, when we thought he was dying, you know, family was coming to visit and, you know, people have gotten married, had babies and all these were like strangers to me because I was immersed solely in my work. I didn't have good balance. And so I made a commitment once he recovered that I was going to immerse myself in self-care. So I began by um, meditating and um, doing mindfulness and really mm -hmm. getting trained in, in those areas. And um, so do, do we want to speed up? Do you want to go, go forward and, and, and tell well, Okay, so 2014, your brother wakes up and he gives you what sounds like an epiphany, right? He gives you, he speaks a word, as we say, you know, in church circles, he spoke a word into you yeah. and that word seems to have landed. And so that moved you to what next? Moved me to learning how to meditate, mm -hmm. um, mindfulness exercises, um, becoming a spa junkie, <laughs> a spa <laughs> expert. Um, these things I always loved, but I never, I didn't take time out to uh, right. do it. And um, then I, um, I left my high position in a, a, a academic administration. Um, though I had accomplished so much, I was losing myself. And okay. um, I was assigned to a job, um, uh, a new role in, in my home institution uh, where I would develop with a team, a program that focuses on self-care, self-love. And that, okay. way, that began the journey. Okay. Mm -hmm. so I know there was a seminal moment that got you to writing. So now you, you, you've had the, the brother and now you start, okay, I'm all about, I'm learning more about exploring meditation, self-care, self-love, taking care of yourself. So, and now how do you move from that? You're developing programs. How do you move from that to writing a book? E excellent. Um, the other thing that I want to add to um, this whole mix is 1995 when I was in my doctoral program, I began a program of research with women who had pregnancy loss, um, African-American women who've had pregnancy loss. I became aware of um, that phenomenon or situation, reality. Um, I'm here in California. So, mm -hmm. and, and I became aware of that when I was consulting for the state and I'm a fixer. And so I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to earn my doctorate degree so I can fix this. And I, you know, very early on, I realized that there were so many factors that impacted pregnancy loss among mm -hmm. African-Americans, social, political, cultural, you name it. And so um, I turned, instead of trying to solve that problem, I said, it's happening and I want to do something to impact the women's and the family's lives after pregnancy loss. And so I have conducted, I'm getting to the point though. I'm getting to the point, Alice. Oh, are you fine? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. So um, what I did, I conducted research to among African-Americans. I began with African-American women and that's what my dissertation is all about. Then I was invited to do it in, in Mexico. So I did the research in Mexico, came back to the United States, did it with um, Euro-Americans, Euro, um, uh, 
I mean, Asian Americans, etc. And I developed a theory about how women cope after pregnancy loss. And I've traveled in numerous countries teaching healthcare professionals and those who support women who have pregnancy loss on how to help them cope and how to help them heal. And pregnancy loss is a lifelong, it doesn't, you know, doesn't end. A woman, if she has another baby, it's not going to be replaced by the, by the new baby. So I say that to say I went November 2019, I went to a um, small workshop led by two young African-American women about pregnancy loss and developing policy around it. And they began the workshop. It was only a two hour workshop. And they began the workshop with a meditation. And then, then they said, and now we want you to drop into your heart and write for three minutes about whatever your heart is saying to you. Okay. Mm. So you got to remember, I'm a researcher, <laughs> analytical, and this person's telling me, drop, drop into my heart. Right. And I did. And the first poem I wrote is entitled, It Hurts. And it talks about my childhood abuse. Mm. So, I'm just, you know, um, first thing I want, to, I want to say, just kind of give people some perspective. Uh, the maternal mortality rate in, in black and brown women is very, very high and still can, it still is very, very high. I think the maternal mortality rate for a uh, black, black and Hispanic women uh, at age 35 and up are, um, for white women, age 35 and up is the same as black and brown women at ages like 22 and 23. And so there is a significant gap in, in maternal mortality rate. So A, thank you for taking on that challenge even back in 1995 and even we're still um, working on that today here in 2021. Uh, the second thing is the fact that when you went into your heart, you went deep because a lot of times when people have uh, past histories of abuse and trauma, um, they tend to bury it and don't want to bring it back up. Mm -hmm. So how was that moment like for you to, to go there, touch it, and then to write about it? I didn't realize what, okay, so they only gave us three minutes to write. And right. I didn't realize, first of all, I had buried that, how old was I? I was, I had buried that for over 60 years. Okay. So mm -hmm. I didn't realize what I had done until it was time to, for everybody to start sharing. And okay. when I shared mine, there was silence. There was, there were tears. There was a lot going on. Right. And then I realized that I had un unearthed something mm -hmm. that, had been buried in me for decades, but also it touched everybody in that in that circle in in some way, either their personal experience or them knowing um, about someone who's had the experience. Right, and so you you write this poem that impacts not only yourself but the people that are in the room with you. Yes, and then how did that continue? Okay. How did that healing, thank you, Monica, how did that healing continue? Absolutely. So that was November 2019. And um, I was also in a um, uh, uh, Caritas coach program. Caritas means love and caring. And it was developed by Dr. Jean Watson, who is uh, a nurse. And matter of fact, I'm in a postdoc with her right now. Um, so my my work about self-care and self-love uh, continues. But um, uh, so that was November. In this program, um, all online since we were in COVID, um, it was April 2020 that I responded to a post where one of my classmates asked me, she said, you know, how, um, how did you get so Caritas literate, meaning, how did I become so literate so quickly um, in, in just a five month period? And then I responded with the poem, 
the heart will. And the heart will basically says the heart will um, uh, nourish you so that you can flourish. And mm -hmm. then the, they just kept coming. And I can I explain how, because I didn't, I don't create these. Right, right. That, that's one of the- Please, please do. Yeah. So, um, what happens when one of these poems, I now call them regalos or gifts because they were given to me and now I have to give them to the world. Um, uh, energy, that's what I'll call it. An energy or warmth starts in my heart and goes up into my head. And then the words, the title appears, then the words, first four phrases come to me. And then there is this energy that carries me to my computer to type. So I can't record it and I can't longhand write it. I have to type it. And okay. these poems come out fully formed and the way you'll see them in the book are unedited. It's how it came to me. And mm -hmm. I attribute it to my creator. So, so you're, you're basically becoming a vessel yes. for these words and the, to come out and when it and it, and it hits you at, at different times it hits you with that you feel that warm feeling like hey i gotta get to my computer that's gotta be an awesome feeling well you know i'm glad you bring that up um it if you pay attention and i paid attention if you pay attention to it um it can be overwhelming. It will not allow me to do anything else until I get these words out. And so I, I really think it was, was my purpose. But on the other hand, Ellis, these promptings, I, I don't think I'm, I'm special or anything like, well, yeah, wait a minute. Let me take that back. I am special. I'm amazing. Okay. We got, we got it. We got it you know, say that to ourselves. We got to uh, show ourselves self-love and appreciation, et cetera. But I'm, I'm just trying to say that I'm not an enigma and that people in the audience, they, they do have, and you have these promptings and you can elect to respond to them or you can elect to ignore them. Right. And so um, I just happened, I just happened to be in a place where my heart was open and receptive. And I loved myself enough and I trusted myself enough to allow myself to be used as a vessel. Absolutely. So if you're just joining us, we are, we are talking with Dr. Paulina Van and she is telling us of her incredible journey with about how she went from being a wonderful nurse and educator and administrator and had a wonderful career, 46 plus years. And now it, it takes a turn to where she's now becoming a vessel for writing and about personal healing and, and finding that space, that it, the mindfulness moment that says, hey, here's how, and of buried pain, that a lot of us might have, we could talk about our own personal abuse or, or things that have happened to us, that she took her personal pain and is now using her words to help heal others. And so, and, and she wrote, wrote a wonderful work and I want people to really recognize the, the lesson here. We've got more to talk about. We got more to share with Dr. Van, but the lesson here really is, is about finding that space finding that space for yourself to where, it, whether it's, med well, you can call it meditation, you can call it prayer, you can call it that space to where you're opening up yourself to a higher purpose, a higher cause, a higher a reaching out. And then if you can tap into that, even if it's for your own healing, then that is gonna catapult you further to the life that you want to be. So I just had to get that moment out there. And this is, this is so wonderful. But I, I, so you're having these moments, these kind of moments where you're, you're writing these poems. How did you get to the, to the point where you say, you know what, I need to share these with the world? Because were you, were you sharing them when you were getting those moments or you were just typing them in your computer and leaving them as, as it was? How did you get to the point where you decided, this needs to be a book. 
Well, as I said, there was a five month gap between number one and number two. Uh, so I, it wasn't until after we were in the midst of COVID that you know they kept coming. And I, I want to say about this thing that happens to me, I could be cooking, I could be getting dressed, I could be on a phone call, and all that has to stop when this um, when this comes to me. Right. Um, when okay, so I have at least half a do dozen mentors. Some I ask to be a mentor to me. Others self-appointed themselves to me because of my drive and and my work ethic and what what they saw in me and what I saw in them and. Uh, Dr. Jean Watson is my current postdoc, one of my current postdoc um, mentors. And I started talking to her about, you know, the, these poems. And, um, and then I started talking to other people about them. The only one that I read the poems to was my husband. So mm -hmm. if one came to me at two o'clock in the morning after I was done, I woke him up and I would um, read it to him and he would say, oh, it's fabulous. And I, you know, he's my husband. So I thought, you know, he's just talking, but then I was brave and I showed it. I didn't show it to them to any medical um, uh, healthcare providers or any of my friends or family who are in health because I wanted to see, does it really have an impact on someone whose focus, expertise, worldview, does not necessarily uh, have the expertise of, of health. And it was right. amazing, Ellis. I mean, it's amazing the feedback I, I, I got. And I, I just wanna say this to you, that when you were summing up my, my last share, uh -huh. I started getting goosebumps because you're using wow. the language that I use. <laughs> and you know, and it, it is so heartwarming to have that happen. Um, yeah, I had someone review the poems and his review was in in, po in a poetic form. And he said, I don't know how this happened. This happened after I read your work. <laughs> so, yeah. It reminds me of that show. Uh, what was that? Uh, Touched by an Angel, right? And yeah. so uh, back in the day, I just, I, maybe I just dated myself by talking about that show. <laughs> I don't even remember that show. I'm too young to remember that show. <laughs> I think it was Della Reese was was the uh, yes. uh, was the was the, was the principal actor that and so that that was one of the things so and, and I think that's a good summation of what's happening. You don't sometimes when when we're being used as a vessel and we talked about that tonight. Sometimes when we're used as a vessel, it, it's not to be questioned, right? It, it, we just okay. This is a path that I'm on, and this is a path that I'm being led down, and so you know. Whether you believe in God, whatever higher power, just use me, right? And and I and I appreciate the fact that you are open enough to not only to to be used in that way, because a lot of people we get that tapping on the shoulder, right? That hey, I may be doing this, and some people call it intuition, some people call it my conscience. There's a myriad, myriad of names for it, myriad, myriad of words for it, mm -hmm. but really, it's that it's that nudging, life nudging, to say, you know what? There's a better purpose for you, and you need to go in this direction. And so I, I applaud you for for listening, and being open enough to move in that direction. Well, remember, I hid it for over sixty years. And there's so, that. <laughs> yeah. So there, there had to be. And if if I can just share anything that I I learned from this journey is, you know, live, open your heart. Um, take that chance because, and, and Ellis stole my, my phrase earlier in the show, but I'm going to say it again anyway, because when you open your heart, you live happier, you live healthier, you, you can fulfill your dreams and your goals. And yeah, yeah you may get hurt, but you know, you just move on. It's, it's life because the hurt can't last forever. Yeah, there's a saying, trouble don't last. How's that called? Trouble don't last. Trouble don't last always. Okay, thank you. Trouble trouble don't last always. It's, oh, it's, it's not going to always be that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So 
now you had the pandemic happen, so you're able to write more often. You're getting these feelings more often. Now you've got how many poems? Okay, so by June, I graduated from the program on June the 22nd, and by between November 19th and June 2020, I had written 66. I have this thing about not counting them, not uh, reading them once I, I wrote them. Okay. My mentor, my mentor gave me this. She said, don't treat it like an academic exercise because, you know, I'm a researcher, so I'm going to count and I'm going to analyze. No, 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 don't do that. And right. so June, I had 66 and then they came until I had 98 in September and then nothing happened in October, November, December, and then January. I wrote the the 99 and 100, and then mm-hmm. that's when I decided um, to, to you know to publish the book. But I, I, I can I tell the story because sure. uh, uh, the first poem that's about my childhood abuse ends with I get to live and love again. Okay, mm-hmm. live and love. The last poem, because I kept saying to my mentor, how am I going to know, if I'm not being analytical, how am I going to know that it's the last one? Well, Ellis, the last one, um, and I I can't remember, I have 100, but it has to be God's will or or something like that. But it ends with the the, uh, love as a, um, not pseudonym, but, you know, it, it ends with the four last phrases end with love. And then I knew, I said, this is full circle. Okay. I began seeking love and here, you know, here it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's interesting when you're bringing up that, that process and I don't want to, you know, I don't, you don't need to reveal what the, the trauma was, but I, I think it will be good because all of us, uh, many people, have had some sort of hidden trauma uh, at some point in, in their life. And so how was that process of going through it, reliving it a little bit, you know, and getting through it and finding a way to, to finding that path through it to get to the other side? How was that process and how can um, your poetry help people navigate that process? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's, that's a great, great question. Um, so, so the first one was a shocker that I even remembered and then wrote about it. But as we progress from two to a hundred, my creator <laughs> and, and whoever, you know, th- there are different beliefs out there in the audience, which I, I really respect, but I'm Christian. And so my, my creator is God. And he took slices. So just think about a big pie. He took slices of my life, 99 more slices, and used it for healing, for inspiration, um, mm-hmm. for uh, motivation, for encouragement. And so this book is actually, we want to call it an ethno autobiography because it's using my life to talk about forgiveness, um, hope, joy, you name it. You name a life experience and you're gonna find it in this book. And what I have found from my readers is that, and one of the reviewers wrote this, um, someone that I, um, professional colleague, and she said, you cannot read these without seeing yourself in, mm-hmm. in each of them or in some of them. And so I I say, this work that was given to the world through me, um, you just open yourself up to find yourself in each of these and it's gonna solve or help you solve, put you on the path to solving whatever the issue, you know, the issue is, yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm put you on the spot here uh, as we're, <laughs> Um, I, I I love the and and just for the record, those if you're watching us, 
the uh, to get the book is scrolling across the bottom of the screen. So if, I know we've already had a question. Somebody wants to buy the book. The name of the book is Regala uh, Healing. Uh, Regala means gift, right? Yes, to give to give a gift. Yes, to give a gift. And so and that's scrolling across the bottom of the screen, and we've also put it in the comment section where you can click and buy it. Don't leave the you know we want to hear we want you to stay here and watch more of this interview with Dr. Van. But after after the the program ends, you definitely click on the link and you can go buy the book directly from her and get that healing on your own. But what I'm saying is I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'd love for you if you've or up to it, read us one of your poems so we can just kind of get a feel for what, what to expect when we buy your books. We all buy the book. Everybody, I've already laid it out there. Everybody's buying the book, but I'd really love to get that feeling. Okay. And so, you know, I'm an intuit. So I figured you would ask me <laughs> to read something. Um, but yeah, and you know what came to me um, is that perhaps I should share where I started. So okay. I share where I started and then we have an opportunity to see my healing as, as we meet um, you know, in the future. Okay, All right. And so this is the one I wrote uh, November, 2019 during that um, workshop on pregnancy loss. And mm -hmm. it's entitled, It Hurts. Okay. It hurts because I buried experiences. It hurts because my emotions came through anyway. It hurts because my parents were the culprits. It hurts because I couldn't defend myself. It hurts because the abuse lived in the background, adversely impacting my life. It hurts because I didn't feel lovable. It hurts because feeling unworthy made me accept relationships which were unhealthy. It hurts because I pushed people away who could have been helpful and loving. It hurts because I suffered emotionally most of my life. It hurts because I may have impacted others unknowingly, but now I am healing the hurts. Hurt is fleeting. Hurt is losing power. Hurt is dead. And I get to live and love. Wow. Everybody take a deep breath. The hardest thing about these about programs and and, and, and and especially when I was on radio was you're not supposed to have dead air, right? It's like that that's like the no-no in, in any type of program and broadcasting, but it's hard not to, you know, I, I want to just let that moment breathe. Um so I really you know, I really just want to say, you know, thank you. Um, I guess that's the the first thing to say is is thank you for sharing that, and thank you for 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 being that open, right? And 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 I can see in that moment when you write that poem and and you're and you're reading it to to people and they're hearing those words. You know, it hurts because, right? And then you say why, and people can relate to those things, right? You know. Uh, we can relate to hurt, um, whether it's by a loved one or a, a family member or, you know, it just we, we can all have a, a relationship. We all have a relationship with hurt and hurt that we haven't resolved and hurt that we haven't gotten over. And, and being able to to not only touch that, but share it in such an eloquent way is an amazing gift. And, I'm, and I want to thank you for for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're very welcome. So, wow, yeah, okay. All right, I got to get back on. I got to get back on track. <laughs> that, that's a, I mean, I can I can uh, read another one to change the energy if you'd like. Please, please, please. Okay, okay. I'm All right. You know what? <laughs> let, let, let me. Um, we got to talk about. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot to talk about. Okay, so I'm gonna read. Um, I realize. And there may be people online that already have the book. So um, I realize, and so I'm 20, page 21 of the book. I realize my heart is whole. I realize I'm not what I've been told. 
I realize love is the seat of my soul. I realize my story has to be told. I realize I make a difference. It is with this essence I continue my journey, loving myself into eternity. Yes, <laughs> that that's such a self-affirming poem. Like I can read that every morning, right? And just say, you know, because people want to be seen, right? And and particularly people of color, right? So we're talking about people of color and, and talk about our our experience in this country. Uh, you know, that was the impetus behind the book, you know, Invisible Man. Um, is that you know, black people are invisible until we're not. Right. And so um, to have to talk about how that poem just kind of talk, speak to that and saying, hey, what I what was resonating with me was I want to be seen. And this is my coming out. Right. And I'm going to be seen and heard in a genuine way, not a stereotypical way, not in a judgmental way, but in a way that is truly and authentically me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so being able to do that is such a gift and being able to share that is such a gift. And, and I think people need to hear that on a daily basis. They need to speak to themselves and speak life into themselves. And that poem does that for them. And they can just read that to themselves every day. I need to speak life into to myself to be able to share. Yes, ab absolutely. That's what the 99 do. I love the words you use. Where are they coming from, Ellis? <laughs> you know, if, if I'm being 100% desperate, they're coming from my own pain. Yes. You know? they're, they're coming from my own pain. And, and, and I know this is <clears throat> probably not where, where this show was, was going to go, but I, I would say that um, that, that personal pain uh, it, it leads you down different paths. I, the path I led that led me down was mental mental health. So my my uh, training is in mental health because I wanted to know why mm -hmm. those things that were happening to me actually happened, right? And I wanted to be able to to define it and give it some 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 real you know some understanding, right? And so uh, it my intellectual curiosity made me try to figure out what, what it was all about. But I, I think that ultimately, you know, that's what, that's what drove me to, to that space. And, and I wanted to help others much like you, I wanted to help others get through that and not have to experience what, what, what I experienced. Um, and so that's what led me to, to mental health. Um, and, you know, that intellectual curiosity, right. Just, just says, you know, there's gotta be, a way to get through this, you know? Um, and so um, we all, you know, deal, deal with our hurt in, in, in many different ways. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a list of defense mechanisms. You can Google it <laughs> in terms of psychological defense mechanisms. One, one of my main ones was humor. So mm -hmm. I would always make a lot of jokes and and, uh, and, and be the, the, the guy that everybody liked and wanted to be around. And, and so, but you have to be comfortable with yourself when, when there's nobody there to listen to the jokes. You gotta be comfortable with yourself when there's nobody to, 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 for you to have fun with. And you gotta be okay with that person in the mirror. And I think that's the biggest challenge. And I think that's the, that's the point and purpose of your book because when you're in those private moments, when you're in those moments by yourself, when you have to face your demons because there's nobody there to distract you, mm -hmm. being able to read your words would be a wonderful way to be able to center yourself in that moment and be able to deal with the emotions that come up when you're when you're thinking about past hurts. Oh. Goodness. I'm sorry I, that was that was that was my diatribe. I, I you know. <laughs> you know what we just experienced? Your heart just opening, opening so eloquently, and feeling safe to be able to do this virtually. I mean, to the world. So I just want to commend you and send you lots of light and love for for the moment you just shared with us because it was very special. Well, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. It, it, it was your words that it made me feel comfortable enough and safe enough to be able to uh, 
to share that. So uh, not a lot of, well, now everybody watching this program just, <laughs> just <laughs> everybody knows. It's out there now, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of that. Um, you know, Ellis, I, I have, uh, this is related, mm-hmm. um, but you know, as a professor, I, I review my, um, my student evaluations and they write, Dr. Van, uh, has such a soothing voice, it puts me to sleep. So I, <laughs> I don't want you going to sleep. But um, they they also say that I I create a safe space, and so thank you for uh, affirming that um, that you know Absolutely. there are safe spaces. You know what? Um, when I was at, when I was in graduate school, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that stuck out to me because uh, when you're just kind of behind the scenes, when you're training to be a counselor, uh, one of the things that they encourage you to do as a counseling student is to go through counseling on your own, right? Because you have to experience it from the patient side. Thank you, Sherry. Um, you have to, they want the, the, the thinking is you have to experience it from the patient side so you'll have more empathy mm-hmm. when you're the counselor. And so if you don't know what the patient experience is like, you know, it, it, it can cause a blind spot yes. for you as a counselor. So when I was going through one of the things when I was talking through kind of past hurts entering um, from my childhood, you know, and I said, well, I had intellectualized a lot of the experiences, right? Because I was like, oh, you know, and I was able to diagnose it and dissect it and, and give reason and meaning. And I was doing all of those wonderful things that they teach you in, in, in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, my counselor stopped me and she said, you know, there's a difference between rational knowing and emotional knowing. And I'm saying that to you and I'm saying that to our audience when we're talking about because the purpose of this show and the purpose of this conversation is really to connect the physical with the mental. Right. And we we're going to talk a lot. We're on blackdoctor.org and there is a lot of physical things we could talk about in terms of, uh, of black Americans that disproportionately impact us. We could talk about the social determinants of health and how that impacts us. We could talk about the impact racism has had on our health conditions and uh, black people around the world. And we are going to continue to have those discussions. But also, if you are not whole mentally, if you have not resolved the mental challenges and and are able to face what we've the mental challenges that we have every day it's going to impact our health and so dr van and her book dr van and her upcoming series that we're going to have here on blackdoctor.org is to help people get to that point where they can find that mental space of peace and tranquility and find that space that you found those years ago you wrote that first poem, it hurts. Yes. Um, <laughs> you. What you're saying is that, and what we will address is, the work starts in the heart. We think yeah. the brain is running things. And I apologize <laughs> to anybody out there in the neurospecialty who <laughs> believes that. But the reality is, um, and I'm a heart math um, certified instructor and the science around how powerful the heart is. And the heart has a brain, you know, they have, the heart has brain cells. It's electrical, but it also has brain cells. And this energy can go three feet out um, your heart energy. So whatever you're feeling in your heart, other people are going to feel. The brain, the energy only goes about an inch from from the top of the the head. So we have to take care of this heart. We have Mm -hmm. to love ourselves. We have to be compassionate. Compassion meaning treating yourself like you would your best friend that you like. Okay. (laughs) So that's where it starts. And so we're going to do a lot of heart work and, um, you know, it's going to mean that we're going to get vulnerable just like yep. Alice and I were today, but this is a safe place, you know? Yeah. yeah, we're on virtual and yes, it's recording, but Alice and I can tell you, the experience we had is not unique. We, we, we're connected <laughs> in incredible, 
incredible similar ways. And so I'm I'm up for the journey and I'm just excited about it. Well, I'm here for the ride with you. And so I want to make sure that we, we get people that, that don't have the book already, that we give them the opportunity to buy it. Uh, thank you for that change. So it's it's going along the bottom of the screen. And make sure you, you, you get a copy of that book. And even if you don't watch our programming that we're going to have here, get the book, right? And find that space um, to, to heal. Because I, I think that if we can heal ourselves and, and, and mentally, um, particularly about think past transgressions, right? Because we know that living today is challenging, right? We've got a pandemic. So we got to, every, every time we walk out of our house, we got to be, we're worried about, am I going to catch COVID, right? If I interact with people, am I going to catch COVID? You know, if you're not vaccinated, you know, you're feeling that pressure to get vaccinated and you're, you still might be unsure. If you're vaccinated, you might be angry at people that aren't. So I was, you know, so there's all of us and we've got this political pressure and then there's so much out there that we have to deal with on a daily basis that having a space, carving yourself out the moments, whether it's watching Dr. Van's show or on your own reading her book, having that moment to be able to center yourself is going to go a long way into you be able to handle those challenges that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And so I, I think it's really, really important um, to make sure that we have tools, right? We've got tools, we got hammers and nail, nail, nails in the wall. We've got, if somebody needs surgery, we got scalpels to cut off the body. There's tools for everything. Her book is a tool for healing and, and, and healing the soul and healing the mind and healing the spirit. And, and that's why we have her here today to kind of talk about that and, and what's the next step. So what are the next steps for you? I'm doing a lot of talking. What are the next steps for you? Is there another book in the works? Are you going to be doing a book tour? Where can we get some more of this? Okay. So um, the second book started as soon as I decided where the cutoff point. So I, I've still been getting these, these challenges and energy surges. Last week was really a productive week. I wrote five last oh, week. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm anticipating. Um, and my husband used to own a bookstore. He says, you can't, you can't say when a book is coming out. Well, I'm going to say <laughs> it's um, most likely in the spring mm -hmm. and it'll be a small, it won't be a hundred. It may be 25 to 50 that um, in that book, I'm having um, book uh, launches and readings. I'm being invited to read at uh, certain events. I even, did uh, a book event at a wine tasting last night. So, you know, I am I am thinking outside of the box and right. uh, I'm getting incredible responses. Yeah, I'm gonna do an electronic book. So um, I want it to be accessible to um, readers all over the world. And so it's slow because I'm self-published, um, but I wanna do it right. Yeah, it's absolutely. And this is a, you know, I want to make sure that people recognize this is a, this is a, a labeler of love, right? And so you are getting these creative moments mm -hmm. and you're leaning into them. And a lot of us get those creative moments and don't, right? How many great ideas, the best ideas get lost in, in you know, I've had some wonderful ideas that I've lost because I just did write them down and I go, well, what was that? Oh man, it was such a great idea and I never did anything with it. And so, uh, the fact that you're you're having those moments and you're and you're mindful enough to stop, yes, right, and lean into that moment. And if we do that as a people, that's where our breakthrough could be, right? That that's where our next job could be. That's where our our if 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 we're having in a bad relationship, that's where our next relationship could come from. That's where our next wherever could come from if we stop in those moments. And, and live in the moment and let the moment, you know, flow through us. I, I think it's, it's wonderful. So I appreciate the fact that you're doing that. Um, we all are because we all appreciate it because now we've got this wonderful book that we can, we can get from you. Uh, and, and, and number two, I'm looking forward to that one too. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to, I almost interrupted and say, preach, preach. Ellen, because that's, what, that's exactly what you're doing. And one point I do want to drive is that you mentioned quiet time. Quiet time is like a miracle drug, a miracle treatment. You just need 
just, I'd say, start with three minutes a day. Set the timer on your phone and just sit quietly to quiet your mind. And you make better decisions. You're nicer to get along with. You're happier. Um, you, you just see the world in a different way if you just quiet your mind. And you don't have to sit for an hour. I say start with three minutes. The important part is do it regularly. Do it daily. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I just want to say that your, your journey, uh, and if you're just joining us, you missed the, the wonderful journey that she shared with us earlier at the program. So please go back and watch it. It is phenomenal to have a fully successful career and still have this moment that, that says, you know what, there's still more that I should be doing and could be doing. And just to take that energy and go with it is phenomenal. So I, I want to commend you again for that. I also want to make sure that if you don't have the book, go get it. Go get the book. Um, it's called Regala Healing. Um, it's self-published and, and she's not, you know, this is really about sharing the love and, and, and all of the self-affirming. There's some self-affirming poems that she read earlier today. There is that that poem that, that is open and just transparent that, that we all need. And then, so there is, and there's a hundred in there. So you can find what you need in the moment that you need it in that particular book and then just keep that with you. So thank you all. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Everybody that was in the in the comment section in the, in the chat room, y'all have been wonderful, so supportive. Um, so it just really, really, really great. Uh, Dr. Van, uh, I'm gonna let you have the last word. This is your show. About your book, so you could you could take us home. Oh wow! So first of all, I'm just going to ask everybody to take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. And one thing I'd like to say is, beginning today, find a way to treat yourself as your best friend, and don't feel that it's selfish. Don't feel that you have to ignore someone else in order to, to take care of yourself and love yourself. Just a little bit every day is going to make a wonderful difference. And I look forward to taking this journey of self-care, self-love, self-discovery, self-reveal with you. And um, I just wanna thank Alice for being a, just a creative mind and, and partner in this journey. So thank you and Black doctor.org. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us and look out. We're going to have, you're going to, we're going to get more of Dr. Van here on blackdoctor.org. Uh, so be on the lookout for the announcement of her program. And we'd love to have each and every one of you back to join uh, her circle here on blackdoctor.org. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye.